Welcome to Chapel Roswell. My name is Joe McKechnie, and I'm so blessed to be the lead pastor here. It's an honor to be in worship with each and every one of you this morning. Now, on the TV show Mythbusters, the hosts, they would investigate urban legends or certain myths to use scientific methods to figure out are the myths truly a fact or are they indeed a myth. It really made for some riveting television. And in our series, Mythbusters, which actually wraps up today, we have been looking at various common misperceptions or maybe common viewpoints that Christians have. And we've investigated through scripture and through nature and science and knowledge and the word of God to see if they are truly true or if they are indeed a myth. Now, last week we looked at the fun topic of creationism and evolution are incompatible. Is that a myth or is it a truth? You can go back and watch it on our website at chaparrosal.com and you can find out what we found out about the answer to that. Now, uh, this morning we're going to tackle the statement, the Big Bang Theory is unchristian. The Big Bang Theory is unchristian. Is this a myth? Is it true? And what exactly is the Big Bang Theory? What does scripture have to say about this. Now, before we jump into the fun topic of the Big Bang Theory, let me reiterate something that I mentioned last week, okay? Regardless of what you believe on this issue, I think it is important to understand what is a theory when we talk about scientific research, okay? Now, the Big Bang Theory is simply that. It is a theory. And when you and I have a theory, it means that maybe we have an idea about something, maybe we have a, a hunch about something. In the scientific community, this is known as a hypothesis, okay, something they're going to investigate or research. But a scientific theory is one that has been tested and tested and tested over time, supported by a lot of evidence. And so we think, for example, of the gravita gravitational theory. Okay, it says that if I'm holding an apple and I let it go, it's going to drop to the ground. That's not a hypothesis, that's a scientific theory. It's uh, been tested and tested again over time. Uh, so this morning, friends, we're going to tackle a statement to determine if it's a myth or is it a fact. The Big Bang Theory is unchristian to talk about that. What exactly first is the Big Bang Theory? It's often uh, misunderstood. Let me give you a little bit of a background about it. A common misperception about this Big Bang Theory is that it describes the origin of the universe. That's actually not quite right. Rather, the Big Bang Theory attempts to explain how the universe has expanded from a very dense state to what it is today. You see Albert Einstein up there. The guy standing to his left is an astronomer named Georges Lemaitre. I don't speak French very well, but he's not French, so it doesn't matter. He's from Belgium. But you see Albert Einstein with him. The year was 1927. Georges Lemaitre had a, a brilliant idea. He said that a, a very long, long time ago, the universe started as a single point. He said that the universe is expanding to get to as big as it is now, and it continues to expand and expand. Now, at the time, back in 1927, a lot of scientists agreed with that one of whom was Albert Einstein. Later, he would change his mind and realize, yeah, this, this so-called Big Bang Theory, that does make sense. Now, the name Big Bang Theory wasn't originated by either of these guys up there. It actually came about several years later. There was an astrophysicist who didn't think the theory held water. Uh, he was opposed to it, and he made fun of it by simply saying, oh, the Big Bang Theory. 
but this derogatory title kind of stuck to it, and that's what we speak about this morning. The Big Bang, in theory, at first wasn't embraced by a lot in the scientific community. Why? Well, first, the Big Bang theory reveals that there was a beginning of time which science can't fully explain, and this bothered a lot of scientists at that time. Now, secondly, many atheist scientists were strongly resistant to Big Bang on the scientific grounds that they thought it sounded too religious. How so? Well, because Christian theology says that God created the universe and this Big Bang theory left open the possibility that the universe did indeed and in fact have a creator. Now, real quickly, let me tell you about uh, the guy back in 1927 who kind of started this so-called Big Bang scientific theory. His name was Georges Lemaitre. Like I said, he's from Belgium, but he studied at Harvard and MIT and Cambridge. He was a world-renowned astronomer and mathematician and minister. True story. That's right. The scientist who came up with the Big Bang theory felt God's call into ministry, and he became a priest. He realized that these two things, his faith and the science, could go hand in hand. After all, they were seeking to answer different questions. There are brilliant scientists who, uh, they, they, they believe that, that, that God created all that we know, that the science gives us a little bit of information maybe as to how, but it's scripture that tells us the who and the why. Science deals with the natural, but our faith deals with the supernatural. There are some Christians who uh, don't agree with the Big Bang Theory. Okay, I understand that. There are a lot of scientists who don't believe in God. Okay, my heart hurts for them because I don't think they're right, but the fact is there are a lot of disagreements when we talk about stuff like this. As we looked at last week, science answers the question of how but scripture isn't seeking to answer those questions. Rather, the, the scripture, the Bible, the word of God, the active dialogue of God with us is talking about the who, God, and the why. Because God delights in his creation. Can science and faith coexist? Absolutely. And we're going to talk more about that. Because with all of the beauty and grandeur of this vast universe of ours, scripture declares that you and I, Okay, we are humankind. We are the pinnacle of God's creation. The scripture says that we are made in God's image. The Big Bang Theory is unchristian. Myth or truth? I think it's a truth. I think scripture is right. God created the world. I think science can be right. The world did come into being at a single moment. And honestly, science and faith seem to be in agreement on this. Let's look at Psalm 19.1. The heavens declare the glory of God. The skies proclaim the work of his hands. If we go back to the beginning of scripture, we go back to Genesis chapter 1. We see that God is the creator. We see that the world necessitated the need of someone to breathe it into existence. And the, the scripture teaches us that there was a certain point when God breathed this universe into creation. It didn't always exist. There was a point in time when God spoke this world into existence. It's interesting because scientists will say our universe 
just happens to have the right size and the right density, the right chemical composition, the right balance of forces to make life possible anywhere on our planet. It's amazing to think that secular scientists often describe Earth as rare or even lucky. Why? Because the Earth has the right balance of size and mass and composition and spin and sister planets and a friendly sun that makes complex life possible on it. Now, let's go back to middle, maybe high school science class. In our solar system, how many planets are there? Nine? So we'll say nine. Anybody else want to say something else? Are we awake? Do you want to go home now? What, what is the deal? Well, when I was growing up, I was taught that there are nine planets, Mercury, Venus, Earth, Mars, Jupiter, Saturn, Uranus, Neptune, and Pluto. Oh, poor Pluto. It's no longer considered to be a planet, so right now there are eight planets in our solar system. Now, here you can see a picture of our galaxy, okay? Our solar system, the Milky Way galaxy, okay? So you've got our solar system. We are part of what galaxy? The Milky Way. Okay, here you can see it. Just how big is the Milky Way galaxy? How many solar systems are in the Milky Way galaxy? Astronomers say that there are at least 10 billion solar systems in our galaxy. And how many galaxies are there? We're going to look at that in a matter of minutes. But 10 billion solar systems in our galaxy. And where does the Earth fit in? Are we the center of our galaxy? No, actually far from it. Check this out. This is another picture of the Milky Way galaxy. We live here in the Milky Way. That is Earth, a little dusty piece of a speck that, that you can't even make out because it is so, so tiny. Let's put it in perspective. If the Milky Way galaxy, okay, one galaxy, if it's the size of the North American continent, our entire solar system would be the size of a quarter. How powerful is that? How vast, how grand is the universe that God described? The size and the scope of this universe. And yet I believe that God put this all together. How many planets in the Milky Way? Remember, we are in the Milky Way in one particular neighborhood in this one solar system. Okay, how many planets are in our Milky Way galaxy? Scientists say about 800 billion some say 1.3 trillion. 1.3 trillion planets just in our galaxy. And keep in mind, the Milky Way is only one galaxy. How many galaxies in the universe? Well, here's a picture from the Hubble telescope. Every one of those little lights, you may say, wow, that's a star. Maybe it's even a planet. No, every little speck of light you see in there, various sizes, but every speck of light, every dense, densely packed light in this picture is actually an entire universe. Astronomers, astronomers have been able to determine that our universe has over 2 trillion galaxies. 
two trillion galaxies. Let me show you a couple more photos from outer space, okay? And I promise we're going somewhere with this, okay? I'm not a big science guy, so this is a stretch for me. So just bear with me, okay? We're going to make it through. We're going to come in for a safe landing. We're going to beat the Presbyterians to lunch. All is going to be okay, okay? Just, just have faith right now. Okay, you see a picture up here. This is a galaxy that's 440 light years away. This is called Pleiades. It's a sister a cluster of stars, rather, on this other galaxy. In the year 1610, Galileo was the first astronomer to view Pleiades through a microscope. You'll find all sorts of intriguing information about Pleiades on the NASA website, but you'll also read about it in Scripture. Job 8, verses 9 and 10. Job is considered by many scholars to be the first book of the Bible written. Job 8, 9 and 10, talking about our Lord. He alone stretches out the heavens and he treads on the, <clears throat> treads on the waves of the sea. He is the maker of the bear and the Orion, these, the, these places in the sky. He's also the head of Pleiades and the constellations of the south. God performs wonders that cannot be fathomed, miracles that cannot be counted. We jump ahead in the Old Testament, the book of Amos. Amos chapter 5, verse 8. God who made the Pleiades, which is what we see there, and Orion, the God who turns midnight into dawn and darkens day into night, God who calls for the waters of the sea and pours them out into the face of land, the Lord is his name. Now, finally, let me take you to another galaxy. Okay, this is known as the Whirlpool Galaxy. This Whirlpool Galaxy is made up of over 400 billion stars. The Whirlpool Galaxy is 31 million light years away. 31 million light years away. What does that mean? How long would it take to get there? Well, if we were aboard the space shuttle, it would take about 138,000 years to travel one light year. The Whirlpool Galaxy is 31 million light years away, so let's do the math. I went to Georgia, so I don't do math at all, uh, but I do speak very goodly. So let's do the math, okay? 138,000 years times 31 million. Okay, you talk about just the odds are crazy. Uh, that actually is also the same scientific formula that we use to figure out how far you can inch along an I-285 or I-400, I guess, on a, a Friday afternoon. But there you can see, okay, this galaxy. Look at that white space right in the middle of that galaxy. NASA's Hubble telescope took some amazing pictures of the center section of the Whirlpool Galaxy that is 31 million light years away. True story, this is a close-up from the Hubble telescope of the center of that galaxy. We talk about God and his handiwork. Check out this picture. That's from inside the galaxy, 31 million light years away. How cool is that? Let me read the words from Psalm 8.3. When I consider your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars, which you have set in place, what is mankind that you are mindful of them, human beings that you care for them? Friends, that's the message we take away from all of this morning's stargazing. 
I'm not a scientist, I'm not an astronomer, I'm not even a decent preacher, but I do know that when you look into the heavens, we can see the handiwork of God. I see it in the heavens, and truthfully, I see it in each one of us. Think back to the statement that the Big Bang Theory is a myth. Is it true or is it a myth? I I think it's a truth. Science can give us some information as to how the universe is expanding and how the planets have formed. But scripture speaks of a loving God who designed the stars and he designed you and he designed me. The discoveries in astronomy have shown beyond a reasonable doubt that the universe did in fact have a beginning a single moment in which creation was started. Advances in molecular biology have revealed vast amounts of information encoded in each and every living cell. This requires intelligence and this requires a designer. Biochemists and mathematicians have calculated the odds against life arising from non-life material naturally through unintelligent processes. It just doesn't happen, okay? The odds are astronomical. In fact, scientists are not even sure if all that we know could develop from something that is unintelligent. To the contrary, the scripture tells us that God, this intelligent being, created all that we know in the world, and science can't dispute that because I think we're seeking to answer different questions. Science tells us how, the Bible tells us the who and the why. Who? I think it's God. Why? Because the scripture says that God delights in his creation and that humankind, you and I, we are the pinnacle of God's creation. We can travel 31 million light years away and we still wouldn't be on the extended mercy and grace of our heavenly father. Regardless of where you've been, regardless of what you've done in the vast universe that we know, you are never beyond the outstretched arms of a loving God. Gravity exists. We might as well get used to that. This vast universe is grand and complex. We, we might as well get used to that. In the midst of all that we have in this awesome creation in which we live, salvation, forgiveness, eternal life, mercy, they are available and being freely offered to you and to me. We might as well get used to that too. Will you pray with me? With your loving God, you are indeed the God of heavens and the God of earth. You created all that we know and honestly things that we don't even yet know. But scripture assures us that you lovingly created us out of your own image. Lord, you've given us an amazing and beautiful universe. And when we gaze up into the starry night, it's so easy to feel so isolated and unimportant. But Lord God, in your eyes, we are not unimportant. To the contrary, scripture affirms over and over that we are so loved by you, that despite our mistakes and our sin and our selfish desires, that you still long to be in a relationship with each of us. And so you sent us a savior to to bridge the gap between where we are now and where you want us to be. May we acknowledge the amazing grace that you pour out freely upon us. And may we remember that those around us are also so loved by you. Lord, may they sense the love that you have for them 
because of the love that we show them. Thank you, Lord, for pursuing us and for loving us. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.